Good morning, everyone. Let's, uh, let's stand and worship this morning. It is holy to gather. It is holy to sing. It is holy to be generous, to throw our coats on the road. It is holy to celebrate justice when we see it. It is holy to shout Hosanna. It is holy to remember. It is holy to gather. It is holy to sing here and now. Let us do all these things. Thank you. 
Okay, got it. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> uh, the call to confession. The word Hosanna is often sung with joy and glee on this day. We process in, we have palm branches, and it feels like a celebration. But the truth is the word Hosanna actually means save us. The people along the parade route so many years ago were crying out to Jesus for help, admitting uh, that the ways of our world were falling short. Sorry. <laughs> and so they were crying out, save us. In the prayer of confession, we have our own Hosanna moment because we cry out to God, admitting the ways in which we have fallen short and we ask for God's saving hand. So friends, let us pray together, for there is still too much hurt here. God of street parades and hosannas, we know that you are counting on us to speak against oppression, to speak up for love and to speak hope to fear. We worry that we'll say the wrong thing. We worry that we'll offend. We'll worry, we worry that we'll speak up and won't be heard. And meanwhile, the parade marches on. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. Friends, even when we are silent, even when we are scared, even when we miss the moment, even when we choose to speak and say the wrong thing, we belong to God. There is nothing said or unsaid, done or undone, that can undo that. So rest in this good news. We are forgiven. We are known we belong to God every day and always. Amen. Let's stand one more time. Father. 
Hello, is it on? Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Jessica. Uh, I'm on staff here this morning and settle in because we have 25 minutes of announcements. Uh, just kidding. It really is long, though. Um, so, happy Palm Sunday, church. Uh, thank you for being here to celebrate with us. Um, come back next Sunday. So, when the announcements next Sunday is Easter, we're going to have all of the uh, Treehouse elementary age kids in the service with us um, because this is a great family time to celebrate together. Uh, there will be infants and preschool up in the garden still, but all of the other kids will be in service with us. So, just plan for that next time. Uh, also, next Sunday is baptism. Sunday. Even my kiddo, my 10-year-old, is going to get baptized next week, so I'm very excited about that. Um, if you are interested in baptism, uh, reach out to one of us on staff or contact Bo um, to get in on that celebration. Um, let's see what else. Uh, this week after the service, we're going to have an egg hunt. So you can see some bags up here. If you would like to recreate this at your house or even just have fun with others. Uh, drop some eggs on your coworkers' desks, drop some off in the neighborhood for other neighbors, just to add the fun and relationship. These are pre-sorted, filled eggs in bags here. So when I release to collection in a minute, grab one of these. Uh, my daughter and I have done it every Good Friday since she was about two. Um, in that stretch, we've also had the neighbors on both sides of us say, hey, you can totally use our yard. We're seeing that you're doing this. So we've uh, gathered other people with us. She invites kids every year. If you don't have kids, do it for other kids. If you don't have kids and you don't want to have kids and you don't want to celebrate, give it to your coworkers. Drop some eggs on desks. Have a scavenger hunt in the office. Whatever you want to do, um, grab some eggs. Have fun with that. Um, today, though, we're going to do this with all of the kids. So if you have any children, um, Today is going to be interesting because we're doing discussion, but I think we're going to stay in here. When we're done with discussion, go grab your kids and then come back with them to the sanctuary. Eggs will already be out in the lobby, so be prepared for that. Do not let them wander. We would like to release them together. So come back in here. If you don't have a basket or a bag or something, we will have those. We have empty bags just like this for your kiddos. Um, there's going to be eggs all around the lobby and then um, some out in the playground area in the back there. Um, so this is one of those times where we play as a community. Uh, it gives us a sense of belonging and relationships, so come play with us. Um, I'll dismiss littles first and then big ones so that we don't uh, have a stampede. Um, let's see. Okay. I promise that I'm almost done. Um, okay. So two more internal things. Um, if you have any... Uh, skills with communication, marketing, social media, those sorts of things. We are looking for somebody to kind of overhaul those for um, the church building. Uh, so contact Jenna or again, grab one of us on staff. Uh, we're looking to bring somebody else on our team for that. And then uh, I think this is the last one. Uh, leadership training is coming up Saturday, April 30th. Um, so we've got Easter, one more week, 
then Saturday the 30th at the end of this month. Uh, this one's going to focus on mental health for leaders. Um, those of us who serve other people sometimes don't serve ourselves well and make sure that we're good for other people. Um, the rest that we need, uh, the mindfulness that we need, those sorts of things. So this is a good time to gather together to make sure that we're serving ourselves in order to serve others well. Um, so put that on your calendar, 10 to 12 on Saturday, April 30th. And I think that I'm finally finished. All right, so I'm going to release you, chat with each other, come grab a bag of Easter eggs to recreate, and happy Palm Sunday. Good morning. I know I'm unmuted. Oh, there we go. I believe I'm unmuted there. Okay, good morning. I am on Zoom this morning. Tested positive this week for COVID and decided to, it might be best to stay out of the building for this morning. You can hear um, 
YouTube videos on the background with Harvest. We're trying to get him to turn it down. Oh, never mind. Looks like Trent or looks like Pete is getting ready to do something else. Good morning, everyone. So now that we're meeting, even, even if we're meeting together or those who are still meeting virtually, we uh, still are taking our offering. And so if you want to do that virtually, which we've moved and shifted a lot of that, we have the information and we should have the information up here on how to do that. You can always go to the uh, website, genesisthechurch.org and follow the um, prompts there to go to the giving. Or there's also a physical box in the back that you could do that if, if, that, if you so desire. So thank you for uh, being part of the community here and, and part of the family, and thanks for supporting, um, keeping going what's, what's, what we're doing here and the good work that we're doing here with us and then also in the community and the world at large. Um, so thank you for that. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Lord, we just uh, meet us now as we expectantly gather to meet you uh, here. Be present in our time, our worship, our hearts, and our gathering. Amen. We will shift and have Bo here. Amen. We have Bo virtually. Amen. And the challenge is, is that this past uh, week or so, he tested positive with COVID. So he is not here in uh, physical presence, but oh, he will be here sure. virtual presence. So you yet. can see him up there. And let's shift over, Bo. And Hello. here you are. Hi. Nasha, you're able to hear me too now? I can hear you on Zoom, but I don't know that they can hear you there. Okay. I, yeah, we're good. I believe so. I know they could. I was I was talking for a while. Um, <laughs> I was so glad that Pete was doing the announcements there. Um, good morning, welcome on Palm Sunday. Yes, I got tested positive for COVID. I'm doing pretty rough. Um, Don't joke about it. No, I'm. Carmel's telling me not to joke about it. I am doing much better. And thankful to the Lord for that. I've had a few days symptom-free, but thought it'd be wise to do the Palm Sunday teaching from home today. So good morning and welcome, Palm Sunday. I have the only person I can see is Carmel, who is, and I can see Emad, and she is doing live commentary for me right now in this teaching. So she's gonna love this because she doesn't know this. So, have you ever had a moment when you just uh, had to share something? You just knew that you couldn't be any more silent. You had to speak up. You had to get something out. Uh, maybe it was a hard conversation. Maybe it was an apology. Maybe it was a declaration. Who knows what it is? 21 years ago, almost around this time, is when Carmel and I got engaged. I picked up the engagement ring from the jeweler, and I had it in my pocket, and I could not wait. I had to 
proclaim it, I had to ask her to marry me as soon as I could. Now, some of you will say that might be a mistake. You need to put some thoughtful planning into this. You need to rent horses, carriages, hot air balloons, musicians, romantic. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. I just had to get it out. So I plotted and planned, bought a six pack of Coca-Cola, our favorite pizza, rented a movie <laughs> at our parents' house. We watched all those things and at the end, I had to announce my love and ask her to marry me. No, she didn't expect it. It was weird. It was odd. I professed my love. She did not hear it, um, but she said yes. Now we joke and mock my, um, my um, proposal because it was pretty pathetic but I had to get it out. I, I could not wait. Um, sweaty palms and all of that. So many of you in any time, most in 99% of the time when people share their engagement stories, I am outdone by everyone. So just so you know, I'm, well, Emad is on here and Emad and Maddie just got engaged last week. Um, I think it was in Mexico, too, for that. So you have to hear that story. Congratulations, Emad. He is in Ohio and serving this nauseous saying that's not pathetic at all. So it, some... No, no, no. Oh. It, it is. Oh. You uh, did an abridged version. I did an abridged version, but not, we got to hear nauseous stories sometime as well. But do you, have you ever had those moments when you have to get something out? And so this, this morning, as we're looking in this text in Luke, there's a part of that that's happening. And um, within the readings, and we're going through a pattern of readings, the reading for today that the church, a large number of people in the church at large are going through um, is from Luke 19, 28 to 40. And so I want to read that. This is a portion of the Palm Sunday readings. It's a version that is found in the book of Luke. So let me read that to us. <clears throat> And you can read along too. This is Luke 19, 28 to 40. Imad will throw up um, the scripture for us to follow along. Luke 19, 28 to 40. And after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there. A cult is just another term for um, a donkey or a male donkey, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you untie it, untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As they went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When they came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, 
he replied. If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So that is our, that is our text this morning from Luke 19. And it's one of the Palm Sunday texts. In this one, there are no palms. There are only cloaks that are thrown down. There is a donkey that Jesus rides into as he descends into the city. And the people are shouting. And they're shouting praise from Psalm 118. It's a, it's a psalm they all knew. They added king into it. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And many think of it as a, that this is a declaration that the Messiah has come. Now, the Psalms and all of this paints this picture in the minds and the imaginations of the people of the one who has come to save. Just 200 years before this, uh, and this is recorded in the book of Maccabees, this was a revolt that happened with the Greeks. The Jewish people rose up, or the family of the Maccabees, they rose up against the Greeks and they defeated them. And after they defeated them, they came into the city, cleansed the temple, and they waved palm branches as a sign of their liberation. And they were shouting, blessed is the one. God's liberation has come. And so this seems to be sort of the same picture. The people, except the one thing that hasn't happened is that liberation. There hasn't been a war. There hasn't been swords taken up. Uh, but Jesus is riding in on this donkey, another prophetic text from Zechariah, and they're shouting and singing praise to the one who is coming in the name of the Lord as to liberate. Now, we can see why potentially the Pharisees or other people would be a little bit spooked by this. Rebuke them. They're, they're making a strong statement here. One that they thought was one about rev, uh, revolution about revolting against Rome, that sooner or later, if this is the case, people are going to grab arms, they're going to fight Rome, and they're going to, they're going to throw them out. And so the Pharisees say, rebuke them, silence them. But Jesus doesn't. He doesn't silence them, he actually defends them. And he says this interesting thing, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Even though Jesus was not coming in order to raise an army. Anytime the disciples actually did grab swords to fight, Jesus disarms them. This is not what was intended. He stops. And so even though they might be getting it wrong, he doesn't silence their praise in this moment about blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Or blessed the king who comes. They must Shout this out, because he is the one who has come. But not as one who is coming because they have conquered an army or conquered the nations. In so many ways, it's going to seem that Jesus has conquered himself, that Rome conquers him and beats him and kills him. But yet, Jesus is the one who will have this victory. A victory over sin, death, and Satan. It's really interesting that when Jesus makes this, he, shout, he tells the Pharisees that he will not rebuke the disciples who are shouting out. <clears throat> he says that 
If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This, um, this remark is really important. He's claiming that, that creation will speak. That creation will speak out. And the other times when creation speaks out in the scripture, it's when a great injustice needs to be avenged. That the stones would cry out if the disciples weren't. As if there was an injustice that needed to be avenged. The other times in scripture where that's referenced is in Genesis. After Cain kills Abel, his blood cries out. It's mentioned in Habakkuk in chapter 2. And it's, it says, Woe to him who builds his house with unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plot, uh, in verse uh, 11, The stones of the wall will cry out. The beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. So in Habakkuk, the walls, the stones of a wall will actually cry. And in James chapter 5, James talks about um, people who aren't paying laborers appropriately, who are withholding, who are storing up wealth for themselves, but the laborers go without. In the end, he, in verse 4, says, Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fills, are, they are crying out against you. The wages are crying out. And so in all the texts where these kinds of things are happening, an injustice has happened. And creation itself is crying out. And what is so, so interesting and so beautiful about when Jesus is saying for the justice that is being cried out by creation, that the stones would cry out, aching and longing for Savior, longing for justice in the same way, justice against violence, justice against corruption and greed. But as Jesus walks into this city, he is going to pay this price for the corruption of all. Jesus is going to come and be the one. We, we kind of think about this price being paid and you think about sort of vengeance and I sometimes it's the story of Noah and it's like, you know, evil was happening, all this and the floodwaters covered all of the earth and everyone was drowned. But God spared a family. And yet in this story of Jesus and in the baptism of Jesus, the picture is painted of Jesus being the one who is drowning like Pharaoh's army, drowning like all creation in the Noah story. Jesus is the one who is going into death and paying the price. Jesus is the one when creation cries out for justice, it is poured upon Jesus himself where the injustice, where the punishment, where that, where that, that is poured out, where Jesus himself steps into that in order for all of us to be set free. This is what is happening. This will be the truth that will be told as Jesus goes to the cross and what we celebrate.
Oh, the stones must cry out if they remain, if they don't, if the disciples don't cry out, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Because he comes to set us all free. What had happened in the Maccabean revolt years before, when they came to liberate themselves from the Greeks, they believed that they were liberating themselves from the nations. But when Jesus comes as the King in the name of the Lord, he comes to liberate for the nations, for us all. This good news that all will be set free. That this is the King who comes in the name of the Lord for all of the nations. This is good news. So today, as we step into discussions, this is the second Sunday, and it's this chance to kind of process today for all of us to sit with this beautiful text of Jesus the King who comes in. We all know Jesus is going to his death. He's going to go to the cross. He has foretold it, but no one can hear it. He's not going to reign. He's going to pain. But he's going to go to resurrection, and we're going to celebrate that in a week. And on this Friday, we're going to remember the crucifixion. But we want to pause to recognize what our king is doing. And for many of us, we're wondering what it is that we, what needs to be shouted, what the Lord is, what the Spirit is prompting us to shout out this week, today, to others. What the Spirit is moving in us that must be said. A word of hope to another. The message of truth of God's love for others. The hope of God's love breaking into hard seasons for those who felt like they've experienced it. Maybe it's a word of forgiveness or an apology. Or maybe it's a truth that someone needs to hear. Or maybe it's an injustice that needs to be spoken up to. But the Spirit of God is still prompting us to cry out. And for creation to cry out good news in this world. So may, may we not be silent. May you have a sense of what the Spirit is wanting to speak to you, is wanting to be shared to you, was wanting to be told to you about the coming of the King. So let me pray. So Father, open our eyes to the beautiful truth of your scriptures, of your revelation. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, to the, to the wonders of these stories of your coming, your entry into the city. Now loosen our tongues that we might proclaim what is true. We might know what needs to be said by us today for those who might be listening. So Father, come and illuminate, we pray. Amen. We have um, the scriptures and the discussion questions uh, and copies of that for people who are in the sanctuary. And there's a number of leaders who are there. And we are inviting the people to stay in the sanctuary and to form groups around those leaders. So I might even pass this back over to um, Pete.
so you can help kind of arrange what is going to happen in the sanctuary for a discussion because we know that we grow by the help of each other and we grow from each of us being able to sense what God might be saying to us and so here's Pete there and then uh, those are us on zoom I believe there's somebody here on zoom who will lead us Nasha yeah. thanks Bill um, yeah as Bo was mentioning on second Sundays we have a rhythm of being able to gather together and then discuss and connect with our, uh, the people around us in, in a better community sense and discuss what God is speaking to us, what we're hearing from him and encourage one another with that. Or you can even just sit there and just hear it and take it in. There's no pressure with that too. So uh, that's hopefully a little bit of an encouragement to, to try that out because I think even the folks who've been a little bit hesitant about that have felt really blessed when I've spoken with them about what a good time of connection that has been. And we have some amazing small group leaders to be able to facilitate that time with you. And Trent is going to um, talk to you about the next steps here. He's been the one who's helped to gather some of the questions and the leaders. And here's Trent. Thank you, Pete. Uh, logistics. Okay. Um, we are doing small groups in the sanctuary this week, which is a little bit different than how we've done it in the past. So if you are a small group leader, could I have you raise your hand? Okay, so everyone look around. You've got options. Um, the ask is that if you see a small group leader, keep your hands up, sorry. Arm workout today. Um, gravitate towards a small group leader. Um, and then we have got questions. They have a stack of questions for their group. If you are out of questions, there's a stack over by the soundboard. Um, and so we're going to continue to explore the passage together um, on Palm Sunday. Um, we've got about 20 minutes. Because we have the Easter egg hunt right after this, we will be ending all at the same time. So I will give everyone a five-minute warning, and then we'll wrap up our time together all at the same time. So the ask right now, move towards a small group leader. If you have questions, get them from them. If not, there's some extras by the soundboard, and we will go from there. Thanks, everyone.